Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Friday, April 9th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Well, hey there, John. How hey are there, you? Cliff. Somebody said the way I introduced you the other day with the Cliff Schechter was a, he used a baseball something about a pitch, like starting with an E, some kind of a pitch, like an extra pitch. Uh, some slow. I don't know. I know baseball. Oh, is it one of the ones, Ephus? Do you say that? Oh, that could be it. It's like a pitch where you throw it, like literally purposely. A pitcher do it every, I mean, you don't see it very often. Like mm-hmm. it goes literally like 40 miles per hour, just up in the air and down to. to oh. Oh, so there you Screw. go. That was... Yeah, uh, I, I assume that's what he or she meant. I, but uh, you know, it was, it was enough that somebody dared quote baseball to me. <laughs> so, yes, I know. For you, for you that can be a challenge. Jones. It's okay. It's like uh, if they come at me with ballet, I don't know what to say. There you go. Hey, I don't um, know ballet either. Watch it. I didn't. Wasn't implying you do. I was just thinking of something <laughs> I don't know shit about. <laughs> I'm kidding you. So what's going if they on? Can't, if they came in with chemistry too, I'd be in trouble. Just so you know. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm in that emotional moment. You know, when you when you watch a uh, hmm. like either go see a great movie or finish watching a great series. Yep. And like you're just oh, caught. I find that interesting though. Like when it ends, I do like too. You get into a new TV show and all of a sudden it's over and you're like, well, mm-hmm. you were one of the first people, oh. others than do, that recommended for me to watch the Americans and I watched the finale. Oh. So it took me probably about two months, you know, with the yeah. streaming between kids and things and whatever, maybe three months. I don't remember overall. But like in the way, nothing since I think, I think Breaking Bad had that effect on me. I don't know if you've ever watched that, but it was pretty powerful. Um, and, uh, one that was more of a comedy, but it started pondering like life and death issues because that's the sort of which was the good place at the end where right. it makes you really think about. It. But this, I mean, I'll say I don't want to give it away for people because obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably people haven't seen it. But I just say that so much of it is about a relationship with parents and their kids. Yes. That it really, for me, the whole thing. And I think they, they did it right. How it ended as sad as it was. It was yeah. just it was emotionally wrenching. Nobody. Nobody gets to do terrible things and get a, a perfect future, I guess is all I'll say. Yeah. And it, so I'm well, still it, like, it almost ended on a, it almost ended with a happy ending, but wasn't a happy ending, which was no. just also very interesting because it could have been a bad ending. It could have been a good ending. And it was, well, there's, there's yeah. worse things that could have happened you know? in the realm of like, you know, well, let's not even, get into, let's not I don't even get into it. I just want to say yeah. like, yeah. It, it, well, I can say this, there's worse things that could have happened in the realm of the physical, but the realm of the emotional, yeah. I mean, you know, again, like the relationship is about the, the, a lot of it they, is a spy series, but it's also about this family, you yeah. know, and, and, and the relationships between the parents and the parents and their kids. And it was just, yeah. I mean, I, I watch it, I'm going to have to watch it again tonight. I watched it last night, you know, here, at, you know, after my kids are asleep at like 10 to 11. And, you know, I just sit there till like, I couldn't go to sleep till like 1230 I was reading all of like, you know, the, t- the, the takes from right, well, right, yeah, right. The, the reviews, but also like the, the oral history where they interview, you know, Vulture or whatever magazine, whatever they interview the cast about their thoughts on it and how shocking it was and all that. In any case, I, I, it's for me, it's in that now in that pantheon of like, you know, top yep. five series I've ever sat there and I, I would recommend it for everybody. Let me just tell people what the show is just in case you're all interested in watching it and then we'll move on. But um, the Americans uh, TV show about Soviet spies in the 1980s living in the Washington, D.C. area and basically they're sleeper agents. Not even sleeper agents, really, because, I mean, they were – however they were put here, they they lived here for years as Americans. If you ever um, saw the 80s movie, I would say quickly, No Way Out. 
Yeah. Uh, where where that's, you know, yeah. I won't even ruin that for you, although you should have seen that by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another, but, try to give a description without without ruining the movie but, to give but, the description about no, a TV. But no, no. but no Way Out is also about there's there's a, there's a somebody who they say talks just like Americans and, you know, has lived here yeah. for years. You'd never know they're American. It's yeah. that same concept of – or you'd never know they're Russian. You know, yeah. it's that same concept, and this has that. But, but this also, of course, brings the family – well, you know. this is the only reason I'm mentioning this is because you mentioned the family thing. What's interesting about the show is, and this isn't ruining anything because you'll get this. Because they introduced from the beginning that this is a family of Russian spies. So well, we're not ruining No, anything. it's it's more nuanced than that, Mr. Well, Cliff. Yeah. Oh. No, I mean, no, I'm, so what I'm saying is you get it, but th- this is where I like to try to explain to people things that like Cliff and I are already telegraphing to each other, but we don't realize if you don't know the show, you don't realize it. Right. What makes the family thing interesting is there are two Soviet spies who are forced to marry each other to pretend they're a family. They Correct. then have sex and have kids. So now they are a family, but they're still Soviet spies. So they're not a family. They, right. they and, and it's this weird, so that the dynamic is, are they a family? Aren't they a family? Of course they are, but they're kind of not. And it's a right. marriage of convenience, but it's right. not even or, a marriage well, of convenience. It starts as, as basically it's, a forced marriage because they both joined and volunteered. Right. It's it's yeah. all because they need to look like this perfect yeah. suburban American family, the two kids and the picket fence yeah. and the, the job and the whatever. But then they start having in. family dynamics, which is what's correct. And now, mind you, it is it is absolutely a spy show. It is very violent. It yes, is there, not. And there are a couple of uh, yeah, just for people. Yeah, it is not just are, a like family relationship show. It's a spy yeah. show. And there even are, I would go so far as to say, a couple of of things they show, and a couple even emotional moments that are on the again. If people have seen it's a little violent Breaking Bad or seen like shocking on that scale, yeah. where you're like, wow. Uh, but you know, it, it, if you can take that stuff. The overall dynamics, I just thought they did – everybody involved did an incredible job. You know, um, uh, two other things, and then we'll get we'll get to the show because I want to bore people to death here. But um, well, Hopefully we're not. Fringe, cause... everybody has to watch Fringe. Haven't done that, so good okay. to know. Fringe is I possibly one of the most amazing masterpieces I've ever watched in my life. Um, the other thing is I just as a co- – just, just flicking around the channels, started watching Counterpart. I've, yeah, I've heard that's good, but I haven't seen it's it. It's very strange. It's very strange. I'm trying. Um, well, now I need people to recommend stuff because I'm going to yeah. be searching. I need. So what I Fringe always is do first. is. And your family is some, very family friendly, too. I have like, like, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek series I watch on the side that uh, don't tell, get me wrong. I love them, right. but they're, they're not that same sort of all engrossing kind of thing and right. i'm doing that right now watching with my older son cobra kai because we both take karate together and it, he loves you know your older a, son is named cobra kai that's so cute uh, it is it's perfect because like for us it's no, I'm all kidding. you like said a, my older son cobra kai i said no, that's oh, a good name uh but but my, but for all the older one I mean, like for for us hmm. it's like a throwback to the 80s for gen x the music right. the whatever but then for them they introduce this new stuff you can watch it with them and my kid it's even better because he's a drummer and loves right. like you know Aerosmith and these '80s and '70s and '60s music. So the '80s stuff for him is like. Uh, in any case, point being, I do that yeah. stuff, but I need my like my landmark main series for a yep. while was Breaking Bad. Then it was The Blacklist, and it was, you know I need some. I'm going to need. Yep. I've heard Yellowstone is supposed to be incredible. That might be the next one. No, no. Oh. Um, okay, so let's tell people. So today's topics is that we had our. I know we got off on all of that. Yeah. But yeah, so. but I like talking a little bit about TV and stuff. Anyway, so do I, because um, I. It, our culture at times that last thing i'll say because that helps introduce us to right now is the one thing i was shocked about in reviews about all of it is that nobody really mentioned its sort of resonance in the time we're living right now 
that whatever they were thinking when they started it in 2013, the Americans, as Russia yeah. moved back to the to yes to the front of of the you know the agenda, starting with Donald Trump and the connections that he clearly had, right. and everything else going on, like it even had more resonance because you know there's a lot of stuff going on out there as we know, and there still is on the far right with weird connections to to the sort of white nationalists and these far right. Well, Matt Gates is a great example. We're going to talk about him and sort of how he threw in with Oath Keepers and Holocaust deniers and all that. And then, of course, he's a run-of-the-mill sexual offender, it seems. Allegedly, John, I'll say, so we won't get sued. Summer's almost here. You know what that means. Backyard grill-outs. Oh, my God. The president talked about July 4th. And the backyard grill-out is not complete without Omaha Steaks. Order this mouth-watering Let's Go Grill package today, which includes four butcher-cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, one pound of chicken breast, four kielbasa sausages, and so much more. OmahaSteaks.com. Type Stephanie in that search bar. You save over 45%. Plus, you get the tasty bonus of 12 ultra-juicy Omaha Steaks burgers free. That is almost four pounds of free burgers, Chris. Whoa. To top it off, you also get $20 off on your first order. OMG. Here's to warmer days filled with fun family memories and epic backyard grillouts featuring the best steak of your life. Guaranteed by Omaha Steaks, the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use that code Stephanie in the search bar. For a limited time, you get 12 free Omaha Steaks burgers and $20 off on your first order at checkout. That is omahasteaks.com. The code is Stephanie. You're going to love everything at omahasteaks.com. Don't forget to type Stephanie in that search bar. Okay, just to tell people, so what we're talking about today, as Cliff said, Matt Gates will be one of our, will probably be our number two topic. There's a lot of really good, juicy, wonderful, you'll love it updates about him. Uh, first topic is going to be Joe Manchin, Democratic, small d, Senator. Um, pain in the ass and being an even bigger pain in the ass. Uh, and if we've got time, might talk a little bit about Georgia and Colorado. Uh, might talk about the... A uh, little, actually, I mean, we could mention it first because I don't think we have much to add. The little sex scandal in Alabama with the Secretary of State, um, John. Merrill, I mean, these days, I mean, I guess we can talk about quickly. That's sort of run of the mill for that. That's it's what I mean. Like, well, but it, really, you just cheated on your wife with somebody, and you're a family values hypocrite. Okay, so you're like every other yeah. Republican. <laughs> and he was running for the Senate. Uh, not anymore. Um, but he, which I'm surprised in some ways. I mean, Greitens looks like he may run in Missouri. Like, why does he think as a maybe he thinks he can't win a Republican primary? Because he certainly, if he were the nominee, that wouldn't yeah. stop him from beating a Democrat in that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all he did is have an affair. There's no allegation right. he, he, it was he, a he child. 13 year olds in trig <laughs> class, and then yeah. you still only lose by a few points. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, I mean, it's it's interesting, but he uh, basically denied the affair, did long interviews denying it, and then somebody came up with a. Uh, uh, either text messages or a tape was a text, but they were like raucously sexy little messages. And that was the end of that boy. But, uh, but it is kind of funny. Yeah. Because Alabama, you know, they care. Um, but in any case, if you're, if you're a Republican, yes, if you're a Republican Republican, and you hate women's rights, black people, uh, think Jews are involved in some sort of global conspiracy and, you know, gays are pedophiles and some other stuff, then you're all set because you can just deflect every dummy's attention with all of that. Exactly. What's a few commandments compared to that? Between friends, right? Between friends. But so Manchin, so um, HuffPost, I don't know if HuffPost did the interview or they were quoting an interview, but it was Amanda Turkle, who we love at HuffPost. Yes, um, we should have her on. I don't know why we haven't had Amanda on, John. We should do that. I I like Amanda a lot, and she was a – I haven't talked to her in a while because I live out in the Midwest and whatever, but back when I was in D.C., she was a friend. She's a great reporter. 
What about Sharita? Myself a note, ask Amanda. Yeah, do because oh, she's what's fabulous. She's terrific. Yeah. So actually, it was uh, Arthur Delaney, who's also with HuffPost, who did the uh-huh. interview. Uh, Amanda was either promoting it or partly writing it, but basically talking to him about the voting rights legislation Congress is looking at HR one and all of that we've talked about, and Manchin said that whatever Congress passes must make Trump supporters happy. Now listen to the, the quote. Did he, did he actually use the word happy? Uh, well, here's the quote. Um, uh, oh, actually, hold on. I'm going to pull up the longer quote. Now I'm going to know if it's a paraphrase or if it's well, a... I've got the quote she pulled, but I just read the article, and I'm thinking the article may have had even more mention. Let me Please, see, let me sir, go. may I have some more? That's the way it sounded when you said that. Oh, and by the way, that was the joke that uh, Kamala Harris made. And everybody in the media got on her case, even the regular the media. Remember that when she was like, "Please, sir, can I have some more?" And they said, "She's mocking prisoners." Oh, and literally the media she's mocking it, poor white people. She must actually she's mocking. She's actually mocking poor white people from the 1800s in England. Exactly. She um, must hate all white. I'm in, in fictional in fictional Charles Dickens books, exactly. but whatever you know. Uh, but no, no, no. Everyone was over that. I was pissed. Oh, about, I, okay, I'll stop. I was oh. pissed about that one though. Literally, she's mocking. Uh huh. So, uh, our ultimate goal should be mansion. Our ultimate goal. Oh, this was his op-ed in the post should be to restore bipartisan faith in our voting process by assuring that all Americans, that their votes will be counted, secured and protected. Okay. Fair enough. Then, um, he, uh, he tells HuffPost. Well, okay. First of all, they, 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 they sort of paraphrase it. Manchin's top concern about Democrats, which he said he's uh, the act, the, the HR woman he supports, seems to be that passing it without Republican backing would overly upset these volatile Trump supporters. This is a paraphrase. Here's the quote. The only thing I would caution anybody and everybody about is that we had an insurrection on January 6th because of voting, right? First of all, no. Right. No. But anyway, and, not, and, not lack of voting. <laughs> and lack of trust in voting. Again, I mean, kind yeah. of, but, well, but. Well, lack of trust in voting because when because you're lied to constantly. Yeah. Sure. We should not at all attempt to do anything that would create more distrust and division. Then we shouldn't pass any legislation at all because they don't and, trust the stimulus. Yeah. They don't trust infrastructure. They don't. I mean, again, yeah. it's I, I, without sort of going off on mansion here. I'll just point out because you, we've heard the same line. No, I, mean, I can do that too, but I want to go off. <laughs> yeah, like I, wanna, can, I just, yeah. I just want to point out how full of yeah, shit yeah, yeah. the line is. It's the same thing that you get from Republicans, which is you're not being bipartisan. Well, yeah. we offered a bill and you came back to us with a joke of a response or no response, but you're not being bipartisan. You know, I mean, again, it, it's that whole thing. It's like the problem here is that, um, Manchin comes from one of the whitest, most Republican states in the country. Um, we need his vote for things like the infrastructure bill and other things we're doing it's via West reconciliation. Virginia, yes. Yeah. It literally uh, was one of the top, I want to say, five or six most uh, pro-Trump states. So I reserve much more of my ire on a lot of things for, and people may know this on the show, for Kirsten Cinema, And of course, I'm sure somebody will be like, well, that's because you're sexist. No, it's because I, I I've done a simple analysis of the of, more of, wiggle room, right? Is well, it's right? Arizona where the last two Senate elections we've ousted an incumbent. We've won four other statewide offices, um, and Joe Biden, people may remember, won the electoral votes, and uh, 
and and it's, it's Matt rapidly moving to the left. Mark, we're, we're, uh, what's her name's husband, Mark Kelly, Gabby Gifford's husband, is well to the left of cinema, and he won with more votes than she did. And her approval rating out right now is like thirty nine percent. So she's full of shit. I've always thought that she's just all about self promotion, and it right. pisses me off that little curtsy she did when she voted against the minimum wage, something she had said she was in favor. I mean. No. So for her, I would be threatening her with a primary and letting her know that right. she's screwed. The problem with Manchin is, is that the only thing outside of the realm of a Marjorie Taylor Greene we're going to get from West Virginia is Joe Manchin. If they elect a Republican, trust me, it'll be much more than, worse than Shelley Moore Capito, the other Republican who's there because of her family lineage. Yeah. And she got in before the party had moved this far to crazy. And like we're, we're just going to get a lunatic. And right. so I don't know what you do about Manchin because as much as he pisses me off, as much as what he says is patently stupid, you can't you can't find bipartisanship with people that don't want it, and you can't do things that don't lead to distrust. If Fox News and and their leaders are are lying all day on Twitter and Facebook and on on you know their various channels, sowing distrust, like but but I guess. What, uh, and I agree with all of that. I mean, this is the the problem is there's, you know, there's literally two sides to the mansion coin in the sense that one thing we've got to keep telling people is just that, like, you know, in red states or reddish states, we don't really have a choice, right? We're, we've got to have some, we're going to have somebody who isn't as This isn't red state want. or reddish. This is fucking like crimson. Okay, right? so it's blood red. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like we've got senators, you could argue this point, sadly, I hate it, that, that Ohio is a reddish state. We have Sherrod Brown. You could argue that that uh, certainly it, Montana is a, is a red state, not reddish. It's a solid red state. We have Joe Tester or John Tester, excuse me. Um, but nothing is like West Virginia. There's okay. no other state out there where we currently, because when they wiped out a few of our senators in 18 from North Dakota, you know, and they took out Claire McCaskill in Missouri, like they took out all the other uber red right. Right. State senators for the most part. So but the but the point is that just that that you are you are right and it's important to keep letting people know because sometimes they're like, Oh damn it, why won't you do what we want? And I mean we have no choice but to have people who are a little more conservative in states that are more conservative, because otherwise we're not gonna have anybody at all. We're gonna get the worst of the worst. Uh, Republicans elected. But what bothers me is it still feels sometimes I feel like he's gratuitous. And I feel like with this kind of messaging. You know, granted, he's saying I support it anyway, but um, I feel like he's still buying into the insurrection messaging and the Republican messaging because there is what it worries me that there has been a clear push for the last several months. And it's growing, really, by Republicans to rewrite the history of the insurrection. Right. And I mean, we know Fox News has been doing it. We know Tucker Carlson's been out of control. But there's also been I'm forgetting who just in the last week there were Congress people there. There's right. Oh, I mean, they're all doing it. I mean, right? you know, Fox may be the highest profile oh, example. An idiot. Go to was any... it Ron Johnson? Who was it? Was it Ron Johnson? It had to be. Who else? Well, maybe. It was, well, who, in the last, idiots in the Republican Party, so it's hard to know. This, I think it was him in the last week or two and was doing Remember, was like there was no violence. Maybe on the House side, people were concerned. On our side, there was no. Concern. Oh well, well, he said I wouldn't. I Remember? wasn't worried at all. They were just showing their opinions. If it had been Black Lives Matter, I would have been worried. That was yeah. Ron Johnson. Yeah, Donald Trump just recently said how it was love. They were all. I mean, oh, that's right, the hugs and kisses. They were. That's the way Donald Trump makes love with a big flag slamming yeah. it in. Okay, I'll stop. He literally and, and said he, they were giving hugs and kisses to the police when these guys were beating the police. Of course, they killed a police officer. Um, but uh, in any case, but I, it's it's what so that's what worries me is there is an 
and Manchin must know this, there's a larger effort to redefine the insurrection um, by uh, rewriting its history, by re, you know, revising the history of the insurrection. It's like Holocaust revisionism. You know, when you, I really wish somebody could get finish up and I'll say something. Sorry. Uh, no, just to say, but if you're, if, if you're revising the history, you're helping make it happen again. Yeah. And that's what worries me is you're justifying what happened. I mean, Tucker's quotes have literally been justifying what happened and something like this to close is it, just to close really quick. My comment, when you're, when you're saying it was, it was about voting. It was about distrust. He's, he's almost saying, I don't know if he means it or not, but the logical conclusion is cliff is that, you know, yeah. I mean, Democrats do stuff that makes Republicans distrust us and then they turn violent and try to overthrow the government. There's a tie here to even intimating that it's Democrats that cause these things to happen. Right. And that pisses so me off. And it's off my, my feeling is I want people with diversity of opinion. And let me finish the point. Don't jump in because this is a yep. multi-layered point okay. in our caucus. Diversity of legitimate, or I consider legitimate opinion, not just repeating bullshit talking points from the other side. Hmm. There are going to be senators from more moderate states. There are going to be senators from states that have certain interests, you know, where they have to be more moderate on right. some issues where we wouldn't want them to be. Uh, you know, if it's a coal state, they're probably not going to be as hard on it as we'd like them to be. I know I'm from Ohio. Sherrod Brown is very good on everything. He's been a little more moderate on that issue. I get it. Um, but the thing, the, the fact of the matter is, is that. Like, we really need to win in enough of the swing states so we don't have anybody in our caucus who's directly refuting what we say and undermining us. Joe, the, the, I can deal with the, the testers and the people who are just are, are sort of more, you know, conservative Democrats, you know, which is why we need Senate seats in places like North Carolina and Florida and some of the places where we've been where we've been shut out, you know, to make up for the seats where we have in places like where Joe Manchin is. Where, because it sounds like to me, John, I could be wrong, but it sounds like he's positioning himself. Remember, so Donald Trump won by 40 points or something, pretty close to that in West Virginia. Right. Manchin held on by three. Think about that for a second, that right. differential. For him right. to win that many, so it sounds to me like he's trying to maybe hold on in case he chooses to run for governor or run for senator again. Somebody in the Biden administration needs to give him an off ramp and be like, you're not going to, you, you held on, you did a, a, an impressive right. job holding on in 18. You're not going to hold on in a presidential election here in 24. But why, but why offer him anything? Cause if he's not going to hold on. Because offer gonna... him something now and tell him four years down the road and along the way, don't worry about reelection worry about doing the right thing. Don't worry oh, about appealing to I a West you. Virginia electorate. I got you. Worry about being, you know, be secretary of just the assume, whatever. Just assume that the, that the seat is going to be written off anyway in four years. Yes, is what you're because, saying. Okay. Because that's, I mean, again, I, I assume he's doing it for those reasons. I could be wrong, but the problem here is I, I, like, if he's willing to do this on all other issues, I'll just wrap it up and say, that's one thing. Um, but voting rights is the crux of everything. If we do not at least say on civil rights issues, we're going to get rid of the filibuster and voting rights is that, um, and, and do something along those lines they are going to suppress so many votes that, we, that we're not going to, we're going to have less of a democracy than we have now. Right. And we're going to lose in places where we, where we have a majority like Georgia and, and Arizona and these places where they're rushing to suppress more votes where I live in Ohio, where we still have a number of statewide elected Democrats, um, you know, on the Supreme court, Sherrod Brown, we'll lose all of them right. because they'll suppress it because they control the legislature. They've and, and this was voting rights where they tried to violently overthrow the fucking government. I mean, right. I mean, it's not even just this, 
I don't want to say hypothetical because it's not hypothetical, but it's not even just voting rights. The man it, it, we are talking about, the insurrection didn't even happen at this point. I know. That's what pisses me off. They haven't been held accountable. I mean, the individuals were held accountable, right? I mean, at least, you know, they got 400 plus of them who have been arrested or indicted. But but the leaders in the sense of of, of Trump and all the members of Congress and everything, they all just, they, they won't Not yet. Passed. I mean, I'm hoping some do, right? They've gotten closer and arrested some people with close ties to Marjorie Taylor Greene. No, but, no, but, I mean, but nobody's actually, no. I mean, politically, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Trump, the rest of them, all of them. Uh, it's the opposite. Josh Hawley. Yeah, right. They've been Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene just raised $3 million because the, the base yeah. now loves her because they're idiots. Um, yeah. what, first quarter Mo, of this Mo year, Brooks is, $3 million. Yep. Mo Brooks is probably getting a, uh, a, going to probably get a promotion because he just got Trump's endorsement in Alabama. You know, Richard Shelby's leaving the Senate, longtime senator, and is an open seat. And so one of the key, literal, like, key you know, people who encourage the insurrection is their likely next senator. So, no, it's not even that they haven't, I mean, and these are the kinds of incentives that, that destroy our system as none other than, than John Boehner has been out there talking about with his new memoir. So, I mean, you know, you, you know what you got me thinking of? It's, it's almost not, it's not really just a messaging problem. I mean, because we talk about messaging all the time. I think it's a long-term planning problem. I mean, I wonder if the problem with Democrats isn't that, that it isn't that they, they don't know messaging as well as we do, although it's probably true because um, we're damn good. But I think it's, it's a long-term thinking thing. Like where's, Somebody should have set up a fucking project and put money into it, the insurrection project. And it is about over the next, hell, the next 10 years, making the Republican Party pay for the fact but that's that they endorsed violence. They were their cop killers. They tried to that's still the a government. media project. And, and again, that is still the imbalance we're at. And it still drives me fucking crazy and will forever. It's why I've got a, at least now one and may soon have two clients where we're working on you know, improving the footprint on the left of what we – because again – Fox News, as you point out, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, these guys deny this happened every day, downplay it, make the, these insurrectionists seem like heroes. We need to have our organs in places every day, media organs reminding people that these are murderers, that they killed cops, that they, that they, they ransacked the Capitol for the first time since the fucking British did it and committed an act of treason. We don't, we don't have that. That's the thing. Not with their reach, nothing with their reach. Right, right. And the Fox News problem. But also, but, but again, we don't freaking try either, though. I don't know of any long-term project, like on the insurrection, right? I, mean, I don't either. I, no. I, always, I always bring up activist judges, because on the gay front, we were dealing with that term all the time back in, like, the 1990s. And for, like, two decades, they finally, they've dropped it in the last maybe five years. But for 25 years, we had the Republicans talking about activist judges. Because well, they had a majority now, and now they want their judges no. to be activists. <laughs> Correct. But, but the point is, they stuck with that messaging for 25 years, and it was very good messaging, and, and it stuck in the You're same right. way. In the same way, now they're talking about the culture war and being woke and all that, right? I mean, they're yeah. they're incredibly there. It, it is a Fox News thing, but there is a message discipline in the short term and the long term. I mean, we may not have Fox News, but we do have individual voices, and our individual voices do not sing in a chorus. They very. So I will say, don't. I will say, I 100 percent disagree with you. Um, I do understand, though. Where, where it sometimes maybe they just you, if you're in the in the house you maybe just say fuck it because it's so frustrating to go out there do a press conference or whatever then have the bullshit both sides media major media parse it and rip it apart and make it sound like everybody's right. at fault and the right wing media rip the shit out of you and only have a couple of organs that reach like a large group of people even sort of push your messaging 
I mean, right. I'm not saying that they still shouldn't do it. Trust me, it's their job and they should be out there doing it all the time. But again, I get it because we're not giving right. them the cover they need. Right, right. Anyway, um, shall we, let's, shall we move on to Gates? Which is funny, haha. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, he's, it's he's amazing how just something that new breaks every day. That boy's in so much trouble. Well, again, knock on wood, right? I mean, with these guys, you wonder whether they'll get away with everything. And in his case, too, it depends what they can prove. But but folks know we've been talking about this case where Matt Gates, Republican congressman, Florida, possibly the Trumpiest congressman of all. Uh, you you had like coffee this morning, or didn't you? Because Cliff and I are using a video today so we can see each other because it helps us. I, I think it helps us sort of interplay better. But I'm noticing you seem jittery, jittery. No, it's not that. I'm, I'm, I'm yawning as if I'm exhausted. Oh, that was my, that's my problem oh. for staying up till 1230 last night. Oh, because you're know, Americans. I'm sorry. You look more energetic, but it was because you were trying oh, to stay awake. It's, I'm, it's really because I'm yawning a lot, okay. even as I'm drinking coffee. So Matt Gates, so the Florida congressman, Trumpier than than all get out. He's the guy who wore the gas mask on the on the floor of the House in early March when they were trying to pass the COVID relief bill. This is early March of a year ago, right? Democrats were jumping on this. Republicans were poo-pooing it. He's walking around with a gas mask mocking COVID in early March of 2020, right? So that's what Matt. As one does, you know. Yeah, as one does. So uh, FB, uh, New York Times story breaks about a week ago that he's being investigated by the FBI for possible child sex trafficking, um, that he has close ties to this Joel Greenberg guy who's a tax collector in Florida who was arrested, was indicted for child sex trafficking. Um, you know, did they together possibly not even together? Uh, let's put it. Let me be more precise. Did Greenberg go and scour sugar daddy websites and find women for himself and Gates where they would have sex with the women and either pay them money or pay them with trips to go to resorts and vacations? Hey, he's just generous to his partners, John. Come on. Exactly. He claimed I'm just generous to the generous to all the women I've cherished. Use the word cherished. Um, but but what the what Times, the New York Times was reporting was there's allegations that there that there may even be text messages between the women and them sort of negotiating prices in the sense that I remember reading in the story there was a again an allegation that is there a text message that says here's what we will provide you in terms of a trip right I mean it's it's you missed the, it, you missed the best part though huh? I mean not you know you told yeah, a good yeah, story yeah. not criticizing but no, no, the, the funniest right. part how did he pay for it Oh, was it Apple Pay and Venmo or whatever? It was Venmo. He fucking Venmoed money to this Greenberg guy well, who, who, then, who, yeah. Yeah, who then paid the exact same amount that was Venmoed to him to the women. Yeah, so that's, that's the allegation. Right. That that's the allegation. Enough, that, right. He's got dumb enough to put stuff on uh, electronically. On and the best part is, and I'll be honest with you all, uh, again, this maybe is a Gen Y, Gen Z, whatever we're calling the youngest folks, and maybe I'm too Gen X. But I have never in my life, or, or not in my life, because Venmo is a recent thing. Since Venmo has existed, understood the I'm making, I'm treating my my payment system like social media and making it public who I pay and what I pay them. Yeah. It's incredible to me. Like yeah, the first thing I did when I got Venmo was made it all private. Like what the fuck do I want people? The stuff I see from people who are my contacts, like paying for the psychiatrist to go. See, I mean, it's like. Why are you telling me you? Not that anyone should feel any stigma with that. I just picked one out of many. But why Wait, should I feel? You, explain that to me. I'm sorry, because I, I don't even know if I've used Venmo. I usually use my bank stuff. What do you mean it's public? So What's Venmo, literally, if you get the app, John, it's like a combination of payment system and social media. 
Oh God! Your contacts that are in there, if they don't make it private, you can right? see who they're paying and what amount they're paying them for stuff. It's the stupidest thing. You're kidding me? But apparently, they they they've gotten inside of our human psychology, and they get that some people like that. Like, yeah, yeah I can afford to pay. You know, this for my I, my kids. I bought know. a hooker. Hey, right. no, but that's true because my guides didn't make it private until oh my like, god, he suddenly went back and retroactively made them all private like a week oh ago god. or something. Oh god! So it's like yes, paying nine hundred to Greenberg for three hookers or whatever you know, whatever it said. Like, I mean, <laughs> we will probably have to spend an extra hundred fifty on the blow. It's oh really good God. stuff oh, in yeah. from no, Colombia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I'm, jo- I'm j- but it's like yeah. I've never understood oh in general God. why the fuck anyone would want anybody else to know what you're paying anyone for anything. Like, oh. what's the? I don't okay, know. I didn't, I didn't realize. That. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes me laugh. That makes me laugh. Like, what are oh. we going to combine with social media next? Like, using the bathroom? I mean, like, what is it yeah. that you want people to know about you? I don't know. For me, yeah. that always wow. seemed insane. But it's wow. more insane if you're paying someone to pay women who are perhaps underage to have sex with you right allegedly right so well okay so so the update today is yesterday afternoon we find out that it looks like uh at least it's being reported that greenberg who was indicted for child sex trafficking and a lot of a lot of other crimes that he's reached a plea deal with the feds and and rutro the good article in the new york times why would they make a why would they make a plea deal with him well that's exactly it. Uh, typically, plea deals for things like this are because there's a bigger fish they're trying to catch. And who's a bigger fish than a local Florida tax collector? Oh, a, <laughs> a sitting Florida member of Congress. We don't know for a fact, right? A Greenberg's lawyer was asked about this at a press conference yesterday, and they tried to sort of get him to admit Greenberg was turning on Getz. He simply said, if I were Matt Getz, I would be very uncomfortable right now, or, or I would be very concerned right now, was his, uh, his, his phrasing. Um, what is interesting, just to tell people really quick, the, um, there are a couple of, I don't know if you saw the article today, Cliff, a couple of additions to things the FBI is looking at now, according to the New York Times. Yes. This, um, Greenberg's potential deal also comes as the FBI has widened its investigation to include questions about a trip to the Bahamas that Mr. Gates took with Republican allies from Florida, by the way, includes a staffer for Ron DeSantis, the governor who just quit. Uh, the staffer quit a couple Ooh, ago. I missed that part. That makes oh, me yes. happy. Republican allies from Florida and women who were asked to provide sex for them, according to four people familiar with the inquiry. Wow. So that's one. Um, they they took a private plane, went there, came back. The private plane got stopped by immigration on the way back. Uh, DeSantis's aide was among them. The aide quit in January. Um, investigators have have also been told of a conversation. You can tell people more about this, Cliff. Investigators have also told been told of a conversation where Mr. Gates and a prominent Florida lobbyist discussed arranging a sham candidate in a state Senate race last year to siphon votes from an ally's opponent. So Gates is involved... I can see that he was involved in that too. Of course, he was. let me let me finish reading so people get what what's illegal and what isn't. So they cautioned that uh, that that aspect of the inquiry, which could broaden its beyond sex trafficking, it was in its early stages. Mr. Gates uh, and an ally in Florida politics, lobbyist Chris Dorworth, discussed the possibility of putting a third party candidate on the ballot to help Mr. Broder, some other local candidate, though recruiting a third party candidate to run for office and funnel votes from another candidate is generally legal. The practice of secretly paying so-called ghost candidates who are paid to run on a third party ticket is considered a violation of campaign finance laws. That's the issue. Well, you can't pay somebody to run. 
yeah. that's illegal in and of itself. So whatever whatever party they're in, you can't give them money to convince them to run. How about offering it, them trips to Bermuda to run? Or how about if somebody, I don't know who, but oh. maybe perhaps offered a seat at a table, a, a nice seat at the table at the RT celebration, you know, in Kremlin land, like right. Jill Stein to, uh, you know, I, I, not that, not that we can be a hundred percent sure, but it seems fishy. Yeah. Um, we're, and, and, and again, Republicans have been busted doing this in the past. They do this kind of stuff. They recruit yeah. third party candidates to run and try, because that's why we need ranked choice voting and blah, blah, blah. I won't go into all that right now, but point being, yeah, that's a lot of illegality, but gee, I mean, you know, what about this guy ever seemed like it was, not, you know, I mean, before he even was elected to Congress, he'd been busted for drunk driving. He always seemed like a sleazy character. He's always a self-promoting character. He always, I mean, you know, he is, he is who. But he's got such a respectable family. Yeah. <laughs> he's who they, they, he is who they recruit at this point. It's he's not even recruit. Are. He's who they attract. Exactly. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you covered up, you know, due to, due to the accounts of numerous people, coaches and Wrestlers, if you covered up wrestlers being sexually assaulted at Ohio State, uh, and you're Jim Jordan, you you do well in this Republican Party. You know, if if you're this guy, you do well in this Republican Party. If you, I mean, there's still a guy, Scott Desjardins, and people just forget about it from Tennessee, who was you know who was freaking anti-choice and like had a mistress and literally paid for her and took her to get an abortion. Right, he got reelected and still does. Right, you know. I mean, like, there's just no level of hypocrisy, lying, criminality, treason. It's all situational. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if you if if you're in the right situation in the right state or the right district with the right amount of money and the right name, you can still win with all these things because the Republican Party has become a group, you know, combination of of a base which is a conspiracy cult, and the rest of the party that are people that don't pay close enough attention to realize this isn't the Republican Party of 25 years ago. Right. now to the credit of somebody Mm -hmm. uh, at least one person uh congressman adam kinzinger has come out and called for gates to resign oh okay republican kinzinger is one of the ones fighting what is sadly and inevitably a losing battle to try to bring the republican party back to being a conservative party for with which john and i conveniently disagree with all of their policies and think that their policies are dumb but actually you know doesn't believe in stuff like sexual assault and treason and whatever um he, you know, he's one of five or ten or fifteen or whatever, depending upon who you want your group to be. The ones that voted to to impeach Trump, or but it doesn't matter in the end because, like, you know, there's maybe at, at most fifteen to twenty I can think of overall that have any sort of level in any way decency among among a caucus of 180 or 190. Right. So I mean, in any, in any case, I'll give him credit, but I don't know where it's not yeah, yeah. make any difference. Um, I, maybe uh, you want to talk a little bit. You wrote a piece uh, for the Daily Beast about Mitch McConnell. Tell people kind of what that's. I did. About. I don't want to go hugely into it. I would ask people to encourage people to go and read it. It's at the Daily Beast. Um, it's the the money monster Mitch McConnell, and and now it's turned on him. And essentially, it was to me as somebody who's written about him in the past. I met my wife working against him in two thousand two. Sadly, I know way too much about McConnell. And it was just laughable that this guy could come out and say, we're all corporations to be involved in politics. And if you follow McConnell's career, referring, to the, make, referring to Georgia boycott, right? Yes. To the MLB and Delta and all these boycotts. And I just wanted to, what I wanted to make clear in this is that McConnell, basically his whole career is, is a tribute to the TV show Seinfeld and that it's all been about nothing. It's only about power. 
There are no policies he holds dear. There's nothing. Essentially, even the corporate speech stuff is bullshit. Hmm. You know, whether it's money or it's actual speech, if you're a corporation that helps Republicans and helps him personally, you're good. Right. When you do anything, and I, so I showed some examples from the 80s when he called for a ban on PACs. But McConnell loves money politics. Why would he call for a ban on PACs? John will know because John was in the Senate at that time. That was back when the Democrats had ironclad control of the House and nobody believed Republicans could ever take it back. We'd had it for like 40 years, right? So who do you think PACs supported when they support right. incumbents? They support right. Democrats. Like it's always been tactical. It's always been strategic and he's always been evil. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I get some funny lines in there at his expense and I point out who he is and why that's turned them into who they are. So, you know, go read it, understand more about who McConnell is if you need to and, and who they are. Right. None of it's good. So I don't actually have much else, Cliff, here. Um, you know, you mentioned the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing, which I just wanted to mention. I'm going to see Georgia versus Colorado. I'll tell folks just to go Google it. I may write something about it. But basically, Daniel Dale, who's the wonderful fact checker at CNN, uh, Canadian, was with the Toronto Star or whatever before Canadian this. A. Canadian A. But uh, he did a wonderful piece uh, debunking the the new Republican talking point this week that uh, – that, uh, you know, voting in Georgia, it's just like voting in Colorado because the uh, Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game from uh, Atlanta to Denver this week in response to the GOP Jim Crow laws, that they, the voting suppression laws they passed in Georgia. And the Republican talking point from Tim Scott, the, the, the Republican senator, African-American, and all of them was just that, that, oh, my God, we we have they, the, the, the point they kept using was something like we have 15 days of early voting or 17 days and they have 15 in Colorado. We have we do more than they do for voting. And Dale went through that. I mean, first, he started by going that is like utterly ridiculous i mean he basically yeah. blew it out of the water and went step by step about okay not only do they send everybody in the state uh you know voter registration but i believe they send everybody in the state a ballot everybody who's 94 percent <laughs> voted by mail this past yeah but they literally send ballots to everybody who's registered like right. whether you ask for it or not i mean yes. it's it's amazing right it's, it's um, actually a model state in terms of how yeah. we should be doing things yeah you know, voter ID stuff, they do require ID, although it's much uh, – well, the ID they require is much less. It can be a gas bill, things like that, but it's certainly less. But on on, on everything else, Colorado's amazing and Georgia's pretty awful, and they literally have spent all week – but mind you – Cliff, it got to the point where I had to look for an article uh, two days ago because a friend mentioned it to me. And I said, you know, I don't know. I just kind of assumed things were better in Colorado. Of course, but, I yeah. keep, but I keep hearing everyone saying it's not. I mean, like, I... I well, and, when, and they, they play on that. And you, right, and you follow this stuff. I follow this stuff, but they know, you know? they can play on that because most people, yeah. if we don't know it, and who the hell knows the, the difference between laws in all 50 states? You know what I mean? You're not going to know all the yeah. nuances. And they do. This is classic Republican. But even my this mom is, asked me. And right. my this mom is their disinformation. Good, but she goes, I've heard it. What's the difference? And then I'm going, God, I don't know what the difference is, you know, until I read it. But this yeah. is what they do. So they find one little thing, whether yeah. that one little piece is true or not. It may be that one state has 17, the other has 15. What they don't tell you is, you know, we made sure they shut it. That They're only open nine to five. So anybody who works for somebody else yeah. and can't get time off, can't get there to vote. We close it on weekend, yeah. you know, like all the other stuff yeah. they do. They, they take it out of context and they make it sound like it's it, like their system is different. I mean, the, 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 yes. Yeah, well, and then what Fox News did is they've got like, you know, Steve Ducey's little puppet child there at the White House. <laughs> 
what's it? Some other Ducey, Pete, whatever his name is, Peter. I don't know. Um, Ducey, he asks, yeah, I think his name is. yeah, but he asks uh, Jem Psaki just that, and and phrases it well. You know, how do you explain this or whatever when basically you know voting rules in Colorado are the same as Georgia? So he claims it, and she pointed out they weren't. She just pointed out. She then she spent what, what became a viral clip a minute pointing out all the ways Colorado was better and ripping yes. the shit. What but I then, like so much about her is she's always prepared for that kind of Yes, garbage. no, she was great. But what does Fox do? Fox shows him asking the question and there's it a doesn't chiron. doesn't show the response, right? Well, there's a chiron, the little – the phrase that's at the bottom of the screen that they put up. And the chiron says once again, you know, White House tries to explain something. But basically the chiron repeated the, the fact that Colorado voting rules are just like Georgia's. It didn't it – did the chiron didn't just say Democrats are gay. Yeah, that would be – well, that would be next. Yeah, and Jewish. <laughs> they're global conspiracy yeah i know um but no but it it's they just again they lie they just they just and they just it's either flat out lies or they take things yeah they they find again that one nugget that completely makes everything else 17 days versus 15 days you know and don't tell you which weekend days and hours and what you need to vote and again i'm not even i i would say this I'm not even in opposition. I think an argument can be made. There's no real voting fraud because who the hell would commit it? But I think you can make an argument for people needing an ID to vote. Mm-hmm. Here's my here's how I would do it, though. It's on the state to provide that ID for everyone, right? Oh, okay, so instead of doing what, they, doing what they do now where right. every person right. has to go and you know show up to a DMV or someplace where they can't get there, it's expensive. They may not right. have a car and have to, to waste all this time when they're a minimum wage worker or whatever right. the hell it may be. Wait for it's, hours. You know, right. it's like, yeah, people should have to prove. I mean, here in, in Ohio, I, I don't I show like, you know, as you said, we're doing Colorado. I show where I live, a few bills or whatever. But you want to say people have, have to have a state ID? Go for it. Just then it's on you to pay for and provide that state ID to every right. single person who's registered to vote. Right. Which they don't do because they're not it's not for that. They're not trying to actually stop fraud. They're trying to stop voters. <laughs> yep. Yep. Those are buddies. Um, but like, I, 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 this was sort of quick today. I don't know. Everything. I mean, we've all, we've been talking for 45 minutes, but I don't necessarily have anything else, Cliff. Well, let's see what's on the Twitter machine or everywhere else. I mean, if there's anything else for us to discuss, but it's true. Like they're really, it is true. Uh Oh, Brian Kilmeade is trending. So maybe, maybe oh. he said something that's worth what discussing now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh What? <laughs> Brian Kilmeade connects the death of 99-year-old Prince Philip to Meghan Markle. <laughs> oh, God. Now, I was wondering, I said to my wife this morning, I'm wondering, who, who do you think is first going to blame Meghan Markle? I, right. I would have gone with Piers Morgan, so I lo- I would have lost this. Right. Uh, God, they I just mean, hate that woman. They, they just know? do. And again, I don't even know the whole story because it's royal stuff and I couldn't give two fucks. But I do know that with the amount of like, hatred they have for her and how much they've gone after her, it makes right. me realize that clearly she's getting under their skin and I, that can't be a bad thing. Um, let's see. Well, they're going to get mad at uh, Gretchen Whitmer, who is urging two or two weeks suspension of in-person high school classes, all youth sports, and indoor restaurant dining, because they're, they're starting to spike up in Michigan again, as they are in a number of states. I mean, that's just stuff that's out there. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking through this stuff. There's really not much else, John. I don't know what else to... You know, Uh, the only other thing I will say, this is I'll I'll give a bit of good news. Great news. Um, Where is it? So right now, and not to say economists and other folks have never been wrong, but when you look at 
um, the vaccination pace and the economy opening back up more when we're safer and more people are vaccinated and all that. So you're going to have this big boom probably in consumerism and right. investing and in whatever, because people have been holding back and, you know, they're going to want to take vacations and this and that and the other stuff right. combined with yes, folks, an intelligent stimulus measure passed by only Democrats remind everyone forever that Republicans did not do anything to put money into getting people vaccinated and to right. uh, getting kids back in school because we're giving money to schools to actually do it the right way and put, and put up these, you know, uh, the modern, whatever modern technology and, and everything they can do to try to protect kids, but, uh, and also money in people's pockets, but this infrastructure bill potentially, which looks like even if it's smaller, our friend Joe Manchin we talked about has come out in favor of it. You know, he doesn't want a corporate tax rate of 28%, but he wants it to go back up to 25. So even if the four, even if the full 4 trillion isn't passed, I guess it's going to be a couple trillion. They are now, forecasting that America will see its biggest economic boom, and I'm not shitting you here, since 1946. Oh. oh! You may remember that as the end of something else pretty big. Yeah. World War II. Um, um, wow. I mean, that so what are they be, saying? No, what, what, now they're saying, GD, what are they saying? GDP 10%? What are they? I mean, what's the... Just curious. Because they were saying 6 to 8% before they were anticipating. Um, so they're still saying 8 Goldman Sachs last month raised its U.S. growth projection for this year to 8%, which would constitute the largest economic expansion okay. in generations. Okay. So still even 8% right. is, you know, I guess it's right. no longer six to eight. They're saying eight and right. maybe, you know, we'll see. And the same oh. thing with JP Morgan and other. So in any case. What I've been reading about all of that, which is really interesting and a little scary is um, the U.S. NACA would thank God is doing very well. We are doing very well in very large part, or maybe I should say. Well, we talked about this in our, in our last, it, uh, because well, that's well, one of the things. Yeah, we did well with. Yeah. yeah, but the but it is looking a little scarier and scarier now. Uh, even I did not realize even Canada. I was yeah. on my list last week and I sort of noticed it, but I wasn't paying attention. Canada has apparently not been doing well with vaccine rollout. Uh, Europe. So they had more has, of the European no. model that we you remember we discussed like the deal where they were they were much slower. They they much more sort of held on in terms of safety concerns and would not uh, if I'm if this article is correct granted immunity to the, the drug companies oh, okay. and, and take right. on the burden of if something happens, sue us instead. Right. They refuse to do that. They, right. they, they like parts of Western Europe tried to negotiate the lowest possible prices instead of saying, we'll pay more to get them quicker. Right. Again, these are the places where I would come down on right. the side of capitalism, frankly, yeah. why I believe in a mixed economy, because there are things, medicine, where I think the socialist practice is, you know, at least getting everybody, providing medicine for everybody. I'm a little bit more in the, in the camp of a social Democrat. And then there are things like this where it's like, I don't give a fuck if you pay a little bit more of my tax money. Let's get it. Oh, vaccinated. So, yeah. so, so yeah, fewer yeah, yeah. people die and we can open an economy and live normal yeah. lives. Like I don't yeah. think so that's why Israel, the United Kingdom, United States have been doing better. Canada is in that same group with, I think, as you pointed out, I think Japan and, uh, and most of Western of, Europe, most I mean, of Western, Western Europe, Europe bad. But you know, yeah. what's awful. And some of the places where you combine, that they haven't been getting the the vaccine out there and they haven't been encouraging good behavior, the masking and all that, like India's in serious shit right now. Hmm. I mean, they're seeing a spiking rate. They're not getting vaccinations. As you know, there's a lot of poverty. It's a huge country. Right. That's that's a place I worry about. Yeah. I mean, well, know. and the but again, the concern is. If this is kind of getting interesting, I've been reading a lot about this lately, but what's interesting is, A, you worry about uh, U.S. recovery and the markets we sell things to, 
right? So if those countries don't come back as quickly, they can't buy as much. Their consumers can't buy as much. B, you worry about the supply of parts, right? Right. We've already got a problem now that this uh, semiconductor chip shortage is huge. Google it. I didn't even know about it until a couple of weeks ago. Huge problem with semiconductor. I didn't know about it until a couple of seconds ago. Yeah, no, no, it's it's a huge problem, but it's been exacerbated by everything. Even the Texas freeze impacted it. Taiwan, there's a water shortage, right? I mean, you've got you've got all sorts of different things in different countries causing it. Um, there's parts problem. Now, mind you, that's impacted cars. So now cars are getting delayed. Car sales and car production destroyed. iPads in trouble. Um, the uh, TV boxes. You're not TV boxes as in grandma calling your TV, but I mean, your cable TV boxes. I was reading this morning. I don't know if it was, I don't know, uh, routers, TV routers for your internet. Uh, They were saying in one article that some cable company, I don't know who, so I'm not going to use the name. uh, It was taking like, they were a year on back order to get new routers. I mean, it's, but that's not just COVID, but COVID is causing problems with supply work. Right, supply for, chains. Have, have, so you've got supply chains for goods Americans produces that could also get in trouble with if India or wherever else uh, doesn't cannot, pick up their economic growth because right. then they're not producing parts for us or right. China for that matter. I mean, it's although China's been in better I shape. I have to say, you know, the thing I learned when Very I was younger about economics is it's a crazy study in a crazy field because there's never mm-hmm. a good and a bad. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, like growth output. That's great. Oh, but the market's worried there could be inflation. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, Which actually is a big concern. That's right. the big there's right never now, so. a, 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 There's never yeah. an unmitigated good or an unmitigated yeah. bad. It's yeah. always shades of gray, which yeah. makes it more interesting, but more frustrating. Yeah. But, but overall, yeah. I'm saying overall the picture right now, because of what we've done and, and make no mistake, folks, yeah. like, getting rid of Donald Trump and electing Joe Biden. Again, for the eight billionth time, because I feel like I always have to do this. I did ads for Joe Biden on his campaign, so but I'm not biased. I'm not working for him now. Okay, I got rid of my disclosure. Um, what they've done: four million vaccines in one day. There, we're averaging over three million a day right now, um, and getting right. people vaccinated, getting that stimulus package passed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, another interesting thing that may be the result of all this: you may have seen John as Gallup came out, and now we're back to our biggest differential between Democrats and Republicans in terms of party registration in like two decades or some long period of time. And Democrats have a nine point lead because right. people have been unregistering as Republicans. Democrats oh, I, did have, that. I did see that. Yes. Democrats yes. gained a little bit. Um, yeah. But while we gained a little bit, they shrank markedly and a whole lot of their people re-registered as either Democrats or even in more cases, independents. Right. So it's, I mean, but people that tells you something about the Republican quote unquote brand. Yeah. 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 So no, it's good. I mean, so anyway. I mean, again, like, look, at least we like to end on some sort of an up note. It looks like like the economy will be pretty, we're down to 6% unemployment. Uh, the economy will be creating a lot of jobs. And so yep. that's a good thing. Yay. But it is funny, actually, just the, the last little point. It's funny you said this, because again, I've been really big on reading the markets and economy lately that as Cliff said, the, the big concern, the reason 
actually stocks are fascinating, fascinate me too, because they're just totally illogical. So you'd think, well, the stock market's going to go crazy if the economy does great this year. Well, no, because they're worried about inflation. And if inflation right. picks up, the stock market's saying, oh, if inflation picks up, that could be really bad. So it might do really well at first because, oh, yeah, the economy's good. But then they get worried about inflation and like you have to be watching all well, these. And they're even worried right now about inflation. So even though the economy is predicted to grow great, Cox, Cox, oh, that was bad. That was a, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> Well, if you're still listening, you Excuse got that little, that little Easter egg. As I said, that was from John's other show. I'm <laughs> from the, that was from the Matt Gates hour. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. But anyway, yeah, say, so was, was, did stocks become cocks? Stocks become cocks, and who knows? No, no, um, is, is that, was that the uh, what you're that was That was there? what happened there. Yeah, stocks. But I was saying, but so stocks, like that. even today, they're saying it's not clear where the market's going to go because the market is very worried about inflation. And that means big companies like uh, you know Tesla, Amazon, whoever, who are more defend, are more dependent on uh, interest rates. Anyway, it's fascinating. Right, all then the, they may raise interest rates to try to slow the inflation. And then it, what's going to happen with the yeah. fucks? I mean, stocks, stocks, with the fucks, the fucks, the stocks. Anyway, See, happens to me too. That was God's message that we need to stop because exactly. Cliff is Cliff is tired, and I'm still not recovered from my five o'clock smoke alarm battery going off yesterday. As John pointed out when he texted oh. me yesterday and said we'd do this show tomorrow because and he explained it, and I was like, it is true. Battery alarms have have been. They they have all been like somebody has let them all know right they've all coordinated it's like yeah. a it's like a Terminator type thing yeah. Skynet they've they've coordinated with each other and they've said we are never going to go off by accident between the hours of eight a.m. Yeah. and 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 eight p.m. Yeah. But really it's more like actually more, more like, like 7 a.m. <laughs> 7 a.m. and eleven p or seven a.m. Yeah. and midnight. We're only gonna go off during hours when most people are probably asleep and yeah. we can completely fuck your night up. Three to five a.m. is the I don't know that I've ever had the damn thing go off not three to five a.m. So it went off at oh, five a.m. Yeah. the other yesterday. My dog flipped out just because you know. It's bad enough when you're woken up going, oh, fuck. And the first one goes off and you wake up and you thought you heard it. You go, no. And of course, and it comes, I swear to God, they've like paid researchers to figure this out. There's just enough delay between peeps of the battery warning and your smoke detector, just enough delay. So you just start to fall asleep again. So you start to fall asleep. You you also start to think, I found there's enough delay that you think. Okay, maybe it's going to stop. It didn't really, it was just an accidental one for a second. <laughs> oh my God. And then, and then what I discovered was it also freaks out the dog. So I moved inside to the couch. I shut my door in my bedroom and I found if I put the pillow like literally on both sides of my ears pushing in, I didn't hear oh, it. God. But the dog is next to me shaking. She goes to the front door and starts barking to leave the apartment, thinking it's going to be safer. Of course, it's 5 a.m. and the dog is barking at the front door. And I'm like, oh God, no. So, of course, so, the. Uh, the I'm neighbors, I'm sure, appreciate that too. And still uh, recovery, but oh my! God. All right. So, with all that said, folks, yes, we we did make it for an hour, I believe, almost. Oh, maybe. I've got twelve foot ceiling. Sorry, I just realized somebody's going to go change the fucking battery. Twelve yeah. foot ceilings means you've got to get the seventy five pound ladder from downstairs. You get it. It means unless John is has a friend around like Dikembe Mutombo. Horrific. Do you know who that is, John? I pulled that one out. I was in a class with him at Georgetown. Were you really? So- I picked Italian, the Georgetown Italian guy. Italian that was perfect. He took Italian. He came in. I'll, I'll, I know we keep saying we're going to end or whatever. He came one time and spoke at my buddy Sipa, my, my graduate school at, uh, yep. at you know Columbia, and he was he was from Africa. He spoke like he was there to speak on African relations and all that stuff. Huh. And he spoke like four or five or six different languages. Really? 
guy is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. You know, he's like a seven foot two basketball playing yeah. monster who can like slap any ball out of, I think yeah. he probably has the record for most blocks, something like that. And yet brilliant guy. And I, yeah. I, I got the experience of walking by him as he was in, in the hall and being like, wow, right. I'm short. Well, you know what's funny? I didn't even think about this until you just said it, but you're right. When considering what people think of uh, athletes in college, and I know those of you maybe who are athletes or have kids think they're not a problem, but a lot of us kind of think they skate by. This guy, who's, mind you, he was a star athlete at Georgetown, right? So he really could skate by. He was taking an Italian class, (laughs) which clearly is something you take because you want to take it. It's not something you had to take, Italian. No, but he just wanted I, to take Italian. I don't talk about it often, but yeah. relevant to the conversation, I was recruited when I went to Penn to run. I was a sprinter to run track. You, and I, I immediately because – athlete, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, was a, I was a sprinter, man. All right. acceleration. Once I got to the 200, I got slow. But I was I was right. fast. In the, like the Jaguar doesn't, or the Chia Yeah, exactly. Whatever. doesn't matter. Point being, like, everybody figured I'd gotten in because of that. And I wasn't, you know, it wasn't because of funny. test scores and whatever. Because, shock. Yeah. Because that's what happens when, that's you know, funny. when you so you're right, it's not a fair thing. And Matumbo, I may have just assumed it even me unfairly guys fucking brilliant. Yeah. Very interesting. But yeah, that's funny. Yeah. No, I don't, I, I know very little, my sports sort of stops in the 1980s. That's fair. <laughs> my sports knowledge. So ask me about the Cubs in the seventies and I've got all the Keith, right. Hernandez, you know, Keith Hernandez. Well, and all I was just trying to make a simple point, John, which is, which is, you know, John at five ten, I believe you are. So wasn't jumping up to grab the 12. You needed Matumbo or somebody of that ilk. If they're going to be able to oh, just jump horrible. and knock the thing off the ceiling yeah. to get it to shut up. Yep. Yep. In any case. So yes, I, no, I was, cause I was just thinking people are going, take it down and put a new battery in. But when it's 12 feet up, which, and I will say that's, I've never, you know, my apartment has big ceilings. It's, people think it's nice, but I kind of hate it, actually. That was, we'll end on the, again, and a not political note, because you can't figure out what to put on the walls. Everything you have that's big is small if your walls are 12 feet tall. So all of a sudden, everything, when I was in New York, I had normal apartment, normal nine-foot ceilings. I loved all Normal my, apartment in New York, which means it was a studio. It was well, like it 800 was, square feet. It was 700 square feet. <laughs> I, had big, I, I, I had a big apartment for New York, right? That's a big apartment. It was I, big. I Paid out the no, I was paying thirty two hundred a month, and then they upped it to thirty five, and I went, "There's no freaking way." And then I decided to move back. And you were in like Long Island City, right? I wasn't even in Manhattan. You weren't even like you weren't even in you know like Brooklyn. I mean, that's New York. That's why Brooklyn would have been more exactly. And I hope you're all happy. And I'm not being mean. I love going back to visit, but that's why I'm raising my kids in Cincinnati because I can't afford. That's why I moved back. That was, I mean, big part of the reason I moved back too. I couldn't, I couldn't justify paying a thousand plus more a month or fifteen hundred more a month just for the place, dude. The house I have in the neighborhood I have and the size the size of my house. I would be paying three times as much if I lived in New York, maybe oh, more, yeah. and I would I'd be completely. And the taxes are bad. The taxes are pretty. I mean, again, I get it. You, you know, you got to have taxes to do stuff, but w- when you pay taxes, it's a lot. Oh yeah, we believe in them. It's just it's it, no, nobody's yeah. ever had fun writing a check to anybody else for anything. But that's a lot. except for Matt Gates. <laughs> And that's, yeah, exactly. where we can Venmo. End, Venmo. that's where we can end where we began, sort of. Exactly. Is- My taxes, paying paying Cherry Jubilee, that I'm making up the name of one of the women, $500 for taxes. John's a rebel, though. He uses PayPal. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Old school.
like MySpace for yeah. You know, I got nothing people. left to say, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We got a little bit off the field at the end. Yep. Here, and you know what? But, uh, um, let me reach out to Amanda right now about next week. Reach out to her, and I've got another idea for someone. We're, we're, we keep saying we're going to get guests back, but I actually just got DM'd by somebody who is a past guest who you all love. I won't tell you who, and we're going to have him back. And you know what? Uh, I was get, thinking. I give away to him, but that's. I was going to say I may ruin this by even saying this because I don't know, but I was thinking we ought to have Joe Walsh back on. We should. He wants to come back on, and that you know wasn't what? who I it was. Fun. That, that wasn't been, who I was thinking of. Just because, I mean, I was very, and we, although we're only at the hour mark, so it's not like we're dragging this out. Uh, but I just, I was, um, I was very, I was very impressed with him. And I remember I called the episode Woke Joe Walsh, and I thought people were going to get down my throat. Everybody listening to it thought the same thing. And he loved it too, because I think I called yeah. him that during it. And here's the thing, yeah. and I don't care. Come after me, you also, you David Frum. You, those of you who hate David, like, think, you know, that I'm close with David Frum and come after me for it when John's the one. I actually am now relatively close with Joe Walsh. If you want to come after me for something, I don't talk to David Frum on the phone. I like him perfectly fine, but I've never actually even met him in person. Joe and I actually developed a friendship. And so I'll defend him. I like him. I know he did bad shit in yeah. the past. People learn. And Joe and I said we were going to try to do a home and away, as in he'd have me on his nationally syndicated show, and I would have him on here to discuss guns, because he disagrees with, with me on some things. He's for background checks, but he disagrees on an assault weapons ban and some other stuff. But he's reasonable about it. It's the reasonable yep. conversation you always want to have where you can say, you're wrong, I think you're very wrong, and yet do it in, in a respectful way and have right. that conversation. So right. I'll reach out right. to Joe. Also. Okay. But I was and thinking of somebody you. else, and I'll tell John when we get off, because he'll be a surprise. Okie doke. All right, guys. Um... We will talk to you later. Take care, guys.